Hello and welcome to the Rankers Podcast, a show where we take anything and everything and uh, we rank them. There's no categories, no genres, just two best friends ranking it up. My name is Jacob. My name is Nick. Let's rank them. Nick, Robert, what's happening, brother? Man, you ain't got to call me Robert like that. Don't let the Ranker fam know, man. <laughs> dude, what's up? Dude, I, dude, I am excited for this episode because we are welcoming back Mr. Luke Richter. And uh, not only that, but also we've already talked about uh, the office before. Um, but today we're not only going to talk about the office, but we're also talking about Parks and Rec. And so as you guys have heard uh, before, um, this is our second versus episode. So before we did MJ versus LeBron. So go listen to that one. That was pretty fun uh, episode and it was new and different. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, for sure. So so we're welcoming back Luke and Luke was just a quick plug. He was on our Star Wars characters episode, which if you haven't listened to that, you definitely got to go back and check it out and uh luke why don't you just reintroduce yourself and then maybe tell the people where they can find you and what you're up to as far as the media world goes absolutely what's up guys i'm luke uh you can find me on instagram at swanky disc golf <laughs> and youtube why did i have a feeling golf. you were do- gonna do that <laughs> well that's a, i'm not on my normal one uh i'm big into storytelling movies shows uh anything having to do with mediums that tell stories really well (laughs) so i'm excited about this one so uh luke's tell us specifically why you were on this episode and uh also tell us which side you're going to be arguing for (laughs) okay yeah so i've been told uh, somebody around here is trying to make an argument that parks and rec is better than the office uh and so i just was like wow that's extremely silly for so many reasons so i had to come on the show (laughs) and just uh defend the greatest sitcom of all time you know <laughs> whoa okay <Dang. laughs> he just came in high just like that <laughs> we hadn't even started yet okay so if you guys didn't get that uh so nick is going to be facilitating this episode he is going to be switzerland in a yeah. sense um and maybe he can sort of give his uh insight into which show he thinks better at the end of the episode um when, when we're doing our, our last conversation but i am going to be arguing for parks and rec because i think parks and rec is better than the office and uh luke thinks the opposite but one thing that's very important to know is that uh we wanted to do this right so me and luke have both we have both seen both of the shows and we both enjoy both of the shows so i'm gonna say that off the top like i love the office i think the office is one of the greatest shows ever um but i just think that parks and rec is is better and so that's why we're doing this thing and so we both uh know what's what's going on with 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 both shows so there's no uh like negligence in any kind of way like we we understand what each side is arguing for but we definitely have stronger opinions swaying each way. So Nick, you want to remind uh, the fam sort of how the versus episode uh, rolls? Most definitely. So as I said before, we have done something similar to this. This is MJ versus LeBron the first time. So this time we got Parks and Rec versus The Office. And as Jacob stated, 
Uh, Jacob's going to be representing Parks and Rec, and Luke is going to be representing the office. So they'll each get uh, about five minutes. We'll put I'll put five minutes on the timer, and uh, then basically uh, each person will have five minutes to speak on to why they think that their show is better than the other. And then at the end of those five minutes, uh, for both of them, we'll kind of have a rebuttal session, if you will, and then uh, we'll go from there. And then we'll leave it up to you guys, the Ranker fan. And uh, you guys can let us know who you think won. Also, uh, maybe what show that you think is the best. So that's how it's going to go. Um, who wants to start? Should we flip a coin or something? Well, why don't we just let our, our guests, our guests okay. go first. So what we're going to do is uh, Luke right. is Luke is going to have five minutes of uninterrupted uh, time. So that's very important. So I'm, I'm not going to say anything during his five minutes. He won't say anything during mine. This is going to be all him pleading his case. He has the floor and then I'll get my time when he's done. And Nick has got the clock going. Luke, you ready? Dude? The clock. I think so. All Let's right, Luke, tell us why you think the office is better than parks and rec three, two, one, go. All right. So I'm also going to say I do very much so appreciate Parks and Rec. It has some it has some incredible narratives. It has some really cool characters, some great development. Uh, but it's overall just storytelling. It's overall character arcs I just don't think are as strong as The Office. Uh, the, the Office has this very in-depth, I think it, it has more episodes to tell the story as part of it. But every character in the office has their very own character arc. They have character developments, whether they're going up or they're going down or they're on a hero's journey. They're going on so many different different paths and they're each very easy and clear to follow when you like binge the show together. And I think the bingeability of the office is what made it so popular because obviously it was pretty popular when it was on TV. But once it hit the streaming sites and you could watch every single episode back to back to back in a matter of, you know, a couple weeks, that's when everybody realized how incredible, incredible the storytelling was because you're watching uh, these people go through eight, nine years of their lives in the matter of a couple weeks and you see these incredible stories come to fruition, uh, just very well told, very, very uh, poignantly told. I can also say The Office has a nine stars out of 10 on IMDb, which is fairly unheard of, especially in regards to like comedy, sitcom, stuff like that. That doesn't happen super often. It is a little bit higher rated than uh, I believe Parks and Rec has an 8.6, which IMDb isn't everything. I'm an IMDb person. I think they have the same audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, um, but you know, Rotten Tomatoes is kind of a joke these days, <laughs> especially the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but yeah, Michael Scott, uh, Steve Carell does an incredible job carrying the show. And I think what made The Office really unique, and I know a lot of people will argue that the last couple seasons were not as good without Michael Scott, and that is probably true, but it still went for two phenomenal seasons without the main character and that shows you how strong the other characters are and i know a lot of people can like a lot of people in your friend group might complain but if you look at the ratings of each of those episodes they're still on par with all of the ratings before people still watched every single episode um people still rewatch every single episode all the way up to the end because the story of dwight Schrute 
uh, because of the story of Jim and Pam, uh, Dwight and Angela, even, I mean, stories like Ryan that are just all over the place, but they're also so in-depth and they tell a hilarious story that anytime you jump in and like the story's on Ryan, you're like, oh, I'm all in it. This is amazing. I think it does a better job of telling a congruent story too, Parks and Rec. Uh, sometimes each episode feels like it's just like out of left field. Uh, and so I got, I think the weakest point for The Office is the first season. That's the toughest thing. Uh, but I think the weakest point for Parks and Rec is the final season and how it ends. They try and like tie up every end, like with a little bow and tell you exactly how they're going to live their whole lives. And a lot of people were not big fans of that. Uh, the Office kind of leaves you to wonder what they're, that's why so many people are like, oh, there should be an Office like reunion, obviously we don't actually want that, but people like talk about it because they're like, we want to know what happened to these people, but it leaves it up to the viewer, the fan, uh, to sort of imagine how it ends. Whereas Parks and Rec really tries to force it with all this weird stuff. And the whole like grizzle plot line, I just thought was not very good. The whole like data mining thing, that is literally just how we live our lives now. <laughs> is kind of, they're like, they read our emails. Oh my gosh. Uh, and that's literally, yeah, that's just life. It's a, yeah, I, I don't think a lot the ending hit super well. I don't think the entire story was so also my my biggest beef with Parks and Rec of the show. I don't think Leslie Nope is very funny. Uh, Amy, uh, I just I, I don't think she's a good, a strong lead character. I think other characters carry the show. Um, and I just think that's really sad that she's the main character and anytime she's on the screen, like I feel like she doesn't have much character development. If it does happen, it's every episode. It's kind of the same character development. It's Leslie Nope overcoming some sort of obstacle, but it tends to be the same exact obstacle. Uh, whereas The Office, you can really see Michael progressing from like this really cringy boss who we don't know, we don't understand, to somebody who like is getting to know the people in his office. You start to see he's a genius in these sales tactics. Uh, and you get to see him eventually like have a family and it's so the fact that they chose to let him leave the show Because uh, they were like his story has been told and we hit it really hard. We hit it really good And now he's, all right, he's gone <laughs> We have hit five minutes if you want to finish that thought uh, that's fine. If I mean that's already all pretty gone much. Okay. I think they hit the yeah, they just hit the character arcs a lot better in, in the right. office <laughs> Any like one-liners or one last word? I think I'm good. <laughs> all right, but no, I, I, li I like the the storytelling aspect of what you said, kind of about the ending of both sh both shows. Um, I, I could see that, but I definitely want to hear what Jacob has to say now. So uh, are you ready, man? Yeah, good to go. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, so uh, obviously it's hard to uh, give a uh, defense for Parks and Rec without comparing it constantly to The Office, but I'm going to try to talk mostly about Parks and Rec instead of going back and forth with both shows, but obviously I'll have to do that some because we're, we're comparing these two. But I want to start out with my most subjective reason. So I'm admitting that this is the most subjective, opinionated reason of why I think the Parks and Rec is better. But I think that slapstick comedy is better than cringe humor. And so uh, when you when you take a look at both of the shows, uh, The Office puts a lot of weight on the cringe side of things. And it obviously does that really well. And I also want to 
say uh, for the record that if we didn't have the office, we wouldn't have Parks and Rec. So I understand that element as well. But I think that uh, the lighter slapstick kind of sitting there you know, kind of, you know, listening to the uh, joke and then just having to sit and live in it is funnier than like watching something that you almost have to turn away from, uh, which is what The Office sort of uh, like season one of The Office is rough with when it comes to that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, so I also want to say that I think that Parks and Rec is much more of a likable show, which I think reaches a wider audience. So when you look at the tone of both shows, Parks and Rec is much warmer. Um, it is easier to root for the characters in Parks and Rec because a lot of the characters in the office are, they they kind of like secretly, like in like the show gets to the heart of a lot of their characters and you can sort of start to see the bright spots. But in a lot of ways, there is uh, different aspects of the office characters that are really, really hard to get on board with. Uh, and Michael being one of those characters. And I'm, I'm just... I'm going to go ahead and say this too. There's nothing on the there's nothing on Parks and Rec that compares to Steve Carell as Michael Scott. He's he's on a different level. He's one of the best things that television has ever seen. So I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying it's a lot harder to get on board with him and some of the other characters like Dwight and like Andy um, and even Pam and Jim sometimes than it is to get on board with the main cast of Parks and Rec. Um, I also want to say that uh, I disagree with one of the things that you said for sure, Luke, and I want to say that Parks and Rec is a more consistent show by far than The Office because The Office really stumbles in a lot of ways, I think, with their consistency and sort of figuring out who their characters who their characters are, and I think they go back on a lot of things that they set up early on in the show. Uh, by just kind of almost retconning their characters in a sense. And I think that uh, Parks and Rec really uh, knew, like really came into its own and figured out who they were and the characters are able to stay really consistent, which leads to another disagreement. I think the ending of Parks and Rec is fantastic. And I think their ability to tie all of those bow- all those bows together was really, really impressive. And I think led to a more satisfying ending i also think that parks and rec didn't overstay their welcome and the office did overstay their welcome i think that the office should have absolutely ended when michael left um though i will admit that you know i'll watch season eight and season nine and there's some funny content on there but it's clear that the office starts to lose some steam and it has to rely on these other characters and storylines that i don't think the fans really wanted like the jim and pam stuff and uh, like Andy and the boat and that kind of stuff. I think that was The Office kind of uh, not really knowing what to do and panicking. And I'm not a writer, so obviously this is just my opinion, but I think if they would have ended when Michael left, that would have been a perfect way to end the show because Michael Scott was the show. Um, And so, you know, once with Parks and Rec, once the best characters started to leave, they kind of just, they ended the show. They kind of ended it in that way. They brought everybody back for the last episode. But once the show seemed like it started to lose its steam a little bit, which season seven can be looked at as weaker, but I think there's some strong points. There's definitely um, a sense of self-awareness that they had and they were they kind of just thought, all right, let's just end it here while we're, while we're on top. I think the writing in Parks and Rec is stronger because I think Parks and Rec understands what the people wanted to see and what really made the show funny. I think the office can harp on things too much and Parks and Rec uh, really lands on a good bit of stuff. Um, my other reason is uh, simply one name, Ron Swanson. 
other than Michael Scott, I don't think there's anybody on The Office that compares to the level of comedy that Ron Swanson brings. I've heard a lot of comps of Ron Swanson and Dwight Schrute, not in the similarity of characters, but what they both do for the show. And I love Dwight Schrute, but I think that Ron Swanson really brings it in. And then uh, the way well, that that's my five minutes, hit five minutes. Give us one last point. OK, my uh, my one last point would be uh, the add on characters that the that Parks and Rec has are much stronger than the characters that are added on later on in the office. And so I have more, but I'll I'll leave it right there. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely could tell you probably could go on a little bit longer than five minutes. Um, but that was great. Good job, Jacob. Um, well, uh, maybe Luke, if you want a second to maybe think about what he said, and maybe we could continue with Jacob on what you said, or whoever wants to go first there, or who's ever feeling it now, we can just kind of talk as normal. Okay, so I will have to say, I, I, you, you made a lot of faces while i was while i was giving mine luke what are yeah. what are some of your thoughts i think well i think our differences in opinions there's a there's a lot of very subjective differences and i think where you especially where you mentioned characters and how you liked that the characters were so consistent and that you felt that the characters were kind of all over the place in the office i felt like that's a difference in what i what i'm telling like what i'm calling like these story arcs that they go up they go down uh they go up they go down I, I don't like how, I guess you could say, consistent the characters are, but by consistent, I mean, I feel like there's not a lot of growth. If there is, it's happening in individual episodes uh, with the, like, and with the exception of maybe a few, like Andy has a lot of really good growth. Aziz Ansari as Tom kind of has, yeah. has a cool story arc. Um, but other than that, it's really, it's, I don't know. And obviously Chris Pratt does amazing too. He's one of the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I think he would. They they didn't plan on him being that popular either, but he just crushed the role so well. Yeah. Him and Aubrey Plaza were so good together. Yeah. Um, and so, but then he disappears because he goes to film a Marvel movie. And so yeah. it's like, uh, what him him know. coming him coming back in season six, and he's like yes. ripped, and then yeah, just yeah. telling I ben, drinking beer. I stopped drinking beer. Yeah, one of my favorite things yeah. ever. It's pretty funny, but I did. I feel like I feel like those characters they have miniature sort of arcs, in, and I mean Leslie Nope's whole goal to become like a senator thing, or uh, not a senator, you know, to work to higher up in the ranks of Parks Department. Work yeah. for the national park system is cool, but I just do not think Leslie Nope is very funny. I don't okay. like her as a main character. So, so and that that's was, my very personal opinion. Right, right. So that was going to be <laughs> my one of the comments I was going to make yeah. because I, I, I agree. As far as lead characters, there you almost can't compare. Like, and and the thing is too is Steve Carell and Amy Poehler are kind of geniuses in their own way. Like, you can't you can't discount the the level of comedic genius that Amy Poehler has, though it may not be yeah. your type of comedy that you like to, she's really, really great at what she does, but there, there's not a comparison as far as like, again, I think that Michael Scott, Steve Carell as Michael Scott is like the Marlon Brando of like, <laughs> of like television, right? Like he's, yeah. he's up there on the Mount Rushmore of like the greatest actors to be on television ever like the greatest characters right and so there's not a comparison there but i do think you're shortchanging leslie because i think in a lot of ways leslie is the heart of the show because she's such she's such a good character that she holds the rest of the group together with like how loving and, and caring she is and so much i guess 
Yeah, you're right. It is opinions because it's hard for me to watch how combative Michael is with the rest of the cast all the time. How, yeah. but that's who his character <laughs> is. Like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's just warmer for me to watch what Leslie does with the rest of the cast yeah. in that show. That's a good point. No, I get that. I just, I love, I love that about Michael. I love the drama. I love that they design characters that like, that are in the show all the time that you hate, but it's like you hate them, but you enjoy watching them like struggle with these other characters. Like Ryan's story arc so many times you're like, I hate this, guy. but you need somebody to hate. Ryan's and great. Angela, yeah. you're like, Angela is the worst, but if she wasn't in the show, we wouldn't see this like stark contrast and we wouldn't see her like growing to become friends with Pam. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. actually watched Parks and Rec first, but I watched Parks and Rec. Okay. Wow. Before Turn I watched back. The Office, I, cause I got to college uh, I didn't really watch a lot of TV growing up. I was a big YouTube person. I just watched YouTube videos. So when I got to college is when I started watching like Parks and Rec in the office. And I am like a, I am a binger baby. Yeah. Like that's how I started. Uh, and I loved Parks and Rec. And then I watched the office and I didn't compare like in my mind while I was watching Parks and Rec, having never watched the office, I didn't like Leslie. No, <laughs> it's like, mm. I just, I understand that maybe like, I, I, it's not her fault. She's a good actress, Amy Poehler, but I didn't, I just didn't think that her character was written super well. Her humor to me was very like, it's in her voice almost. It's very like, but real comedy. But <laughs> I, I think that goes to, I think that goes to show how great Parks and Rec is that you cannot like the lead and still enjoy watching the show. Yeah. Like, I think it would be really difficult to get through the office mm -hmm. if you just hated Michael Scott as a character right like genuinely yeah. hated watching him um and so i i definitely see your point i i see what you're getting at and where you're going and i'm this isn't going to be blasphemy so nick don't worry about it because i'm going to clarify but one of the things i didn't really get to is i'm not saying i'm not saying that ben and leslie are better than jim and pam they're not what so. i am saying <laughs> they're definitely what I, not what i am saying <laughs> i just what i am saying though is that the show handles Ben and Leslie better than it handles Jim and Pam as like overall, because here's the thing. I get that we want to see real things and, and real uh, relationships and people struggle and all that kind of stuff. But the, the, the longevity and the waiting and then the horrible stuff that happens in season eight and nine with Jim and Pam is just, is just rough. I think Parks and Rec just handles the, the romantic relationships better. I don't know. See, I'm there for, I like Jim and Pam, like Jim and Pam go through upset, like huge mountains and huge valleys and you're rooting for them. And it's, it's sometimes, and they kind of address it. I think they wrote the characters well. I know, but that's, and that's the other thing is when that guy, Mike, the Mike guy. Yeah, like, I was, that was going to be story. my question. Do you like the boom Mike storyline? Because that like, is one of the worst things about the office in my opinion. I don't, I don't like love it, but in my mind, they're saying like, what could we do that makes some sort of like something relatable to a, a married couple that has two kids that maybe they feel like they're like losing their flame or whatever. And you're, and it, it gives you this awesome thing of saying like, okay, there's some drama and they start to think about the drama and you're like, no, what are they doing? They're Jim and Pam. And then it gets to the point where they both realize they're like, we're Jim and Pam. We have been like star crossed lovers for nine years. And they like, they, you watch them go through the same thing that you're going through while you're watching it. This frustration of you being like, Jim's being an idiot, Pam's being an idiot. And then Jim's like, I'm being an idiot. And Pam's like, I'm being an idiot. 
and then it all works out. It's great. I think, I think it's pretty good storytelling and it, it is, they could have maybe done it a little better. Cause at some point you're like, obviously Mike's not like Pam's not going to cheat on Jim with Mike. They're not going to write that into the show. What is, what I think is his name? Happening? Isn't his name like Brian? You keep Brian, calling him. I call him Mike guy. So the Mike guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the one of, uh, one of the office's lowest moments in my opinion is when mm-hmm. the warehouse guy is like about to attack Pam or whatever. Yeah. And he like comes out and like fights <laughs> Just, the guy. Guy. that that was like to me that's like hard to hard to get through but nick you've been really quiet i want to i want to hear some of your thoughts i i still kind of ride in the middle because i actually along with luke i watched parks and rec first and then i watched the office but i i had watched the first season of the office so everybody knows that that first season is absolute trash because <laughs> michael's cringe is just too much and so then i came back to the office later on and also, uh, we did our podcast, our very first podcast um, for the uh, for the rankers was the top ten episodes of uh, The Office. Yeah, and so that kind of brought a little bit more life into me for The Office. Um, but again, like I still kind of ride in the middle. I will say, like I go back and forth with characters because, like, I love Ron Swanson and 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 I love Chris Pratt playing uh, what is his role again? Andy. Andy. Yeah, and then I love aspects of The Office, so like I'm a big Jim and Pam fan, obviously. So this is hurting my feelings that you're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not like if it was Michael and Leslie head to head, I'm gonna pick Leslie. Um, Michael is just I never like wow. the cringe humor with him. See, and yeah. that's and and that's really what it comes down to, right? Is is so much of it is like what like what kind of humor do you enjoy watching and the the fact of the matter is it's beautiful that we have both of these shows like this is such a first world argument for us to be like trying to compare they're also created by the same people right so there's a lot of genius there um but i think what mike sure what mike sure was able to do with kind of making parks and rec his own was learning a lot from the office and taking what they did well and and doing it better with parks and rec frankly and i just i part of it too is their comedy shows and i just laugh more when i watch mm. parks and rec i do i feel better yeah. about myself when i watch parks <laughs> That's and rec. A, i just yeah, it's definitely yeah. more of a feel good opposed to the office yeah. like i'm not park, a feel park, good person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i want the i want the, like not like i'm not a big drama show person but like in a movie like that moment like you have to be taken to that moment where you're like okay, this is awful. What I'm watching right now is like making me not feel good inside because you need that for then the turn to happen and for the like characters to overcome something for you to be like, oh, wow, that was all worth it. Mm. Whereas I just don't, I don't, don't feel that in Parks and Rec. You don't or, think that happens in Parks and Rec? I think I think it does. But like I said, on micro levels of like within the episodes, I know she gets her like her job and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I was, I I just didn't find that as compelling of a story as I did even Dwight and Pam or Dwight and Angela. I mean, Dwight and Angela is so fun, such a funny story. Uh, And they like, they, I think they carry those other two seasons almost just as much as Jim and Pam do. Uh, It's just so good. Uh, Cause they, like I said, they build the drama so much to where like, she literally has Dwight's kid and like, he's like, you know, he's being a dirtbag about it. Uh, and then they, you know, he really, like I said, you're going through this with them. Like, you're like, Dwight, when are you going to realize you're being a horrible person? And then Dwight's like, 
oh my gosh, I'm being a horrible person. <laughs> and like, it's, it's just fun to watch. I mean, if there's a more influential show, it's most definitely the office. I mean, there, more people have probably seen that opposed to parks and rec. Yeah. And, and can we like talk about parks and rec being in a documentary style and there's no documentary happening? <laughs> like, they're see, literally... I think, okay. All right. So see, I, I, I didn't mention this, but I think that's a weakness of the office. I think it's so dumb that it ends up being this like documentary it's great. because that's so unrealistic. Why in the world what, like in what way, like for me, it's just better to, that it's a documentary and that they just never reference it. Like to me, like even when sometimes in Park and, Parks and Rec, which is very rare, but when they like talk to the camera people, it's very, very rare in Parks and Rec. It's much more, it's done much more in the office, but like, I find it much better to just, that's just the way it is. And it's just not referenced. But the fact that again, and with season eight and nine, how they pull that into the story so much. And when Jim is like, and I, I love how this ends. I'm not, but when Jim is like, Hey, can you guys help me out with something really quick? And he goes back and gets all the, oh, that's so good. Like, that's great. <laughs> I get it. But I just like, ah, uh, I feel like it's a writing crutch. I feel like it's, it's, it makes it weaker for me personally yeah i disagree i feel like it's it's a really cool part of the show and i i've like having been in a lot of different like labor workplaces before i was in my sort of career like a lot of people try and envision like if there was a camera crew following me around my hotel job like what like they would see a bunch of drama too it like it's very sure, relatable yeah. sure. and some of the characters are just you know exacerbated to the nth degree but it's i think i don't know i like the whole documentary thing and i like how it plays out Whereas Parks and Rec, I feel like they were like, they're, we're not going to do The Office again. We're not going to like just completely copy doing a documentary right. on a small workplace. <laughs> but mm -hmm. they wanted that video editing uh, and like live kind of style. Yeah. So they had to do it. <laughs> I have to say, and Will and Nick, we'll kind of let you sort of close out the thoughts uh, just so we don't drag this out too long. But I will say too, mm -hmm. one of the things that I didn't mention really just because of time, but Pawnee is literally a character in in the show of parks and rec and scrant and scranton the world is so much smaller and obviously i mean they were intentional behind that but i love some of my favorite scenes in parks and rec is when they're in the town hall meetings and everybody is so ridiculously like mm -hmm. asinine in the show that it's just it's more unrealistic and more animated and i just think that's funnier like when they're complaining about the most ridiculous things right and like there's there's like the 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 one well no i won't mention that that's kind of that's kind of too rough for the pod but there but there's there's I feel so like many, i know what you're going to say there's so many like town hall moments and the moments with like the the city and where they're at and all that kind of stuff that are just that are just hilarious and i think are really really funny and scranton is really it's really just the office and then they go to a couple other places every once in a while but the pawnee is its own character for sure and well, I, I, mean, I think that's really yeah. strong no yeah, I, mean, I love the town hall meetings i tell people all the time youtube comments or just pawnee town meetings like people saying completely random stuff that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> as, as a whole parks and rec does encompass their community a lot more but i also think that that's that's what they're supposed to do because they are literally in the parks and rec division. So it makes sense to see scenes all the time out in the community. Um, whereas like the office, like it makes, it makes sense to only see them there at their office park. Cause what are eight to fives do all the time, right. spend time from eight to five. Sure, so like, sure. I think they both encompass the same atmosphere as what they're going for. Um, but I, I would agree on the side of that. I mean, seeing Pawnee as, as I, if it, you know, <laughs> Pawnee versus Grant, I don't know. I, 
may Does lean more Pawnee towards Pawnee. Exist? Pawnee doesn't um, actually no, exist. Pawnee, right? Pawnee doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. No, not Pawnee. Scranton no. exists. Um, <laughs> it's true. But I, I did want to go back to, uh, I think, Luke, you were saying um, how the office has more uh, just ups and downs and how it relates more to life. Uh, were you saying that about the office? I think so. Um, I wanted to, like, I guess ask Jacob, can you potentially like portray how um parks and rec was able to do that because i mean in the same sense one had parks and rec had seven seasons the office had nine so it's like the office went a little bit longer because you also touched on uh you didn't you didn't think you thought that the office kind of dragged on a little bit longer that they should have cut it off and that parks and rec was able to do that better so i guess the the question i don't know if it's more of a statement or a question but like would you be able to kind of talk about why you think it's more of a better storyline as a whole. Well, I think it's it's much more hopeful. Um, I think that the I, I will say this to the office's credit. I think if this makes any sense, just tell me if it doesn't. But I think the office's highs and lows are stronger. Like when the office is like like in the moment, like season four, you know, or right at the end of season three, when Jim walks in and he asks Pam out on the date, like there's there's not a lot of moments like that on parks and rec right or when when michael leaves and that goodbye and how sad that is but then when he returned like the office's highs and lows are really really good Uh, but i but i will say and and to disagree with luke here when he sort of talks about how there's not as much story arcs and there's not as many arcs with the characters i think that leslie i think that the lead has a really really good story arc as you know trying she's trying to build this park on top of the pit and she's having Mm -hmm. to go through all of this red tape because in reality her her job is not that is not as important as she thinks it is but her entire goal is to help people and so i think her story arc going there and then finally getting on the city council and then getting recalled and then going back and sort of leaping over them and, and going higher up, just sort of the ups and downs that she does go through and where she ends up by the end of the show. She really understands who she is and and sort of where her weaknesses are. But she's not yeah. the only one either. I think that there are other moments. There are other characters <clears throat> like Tom is really, really underrated. And Luke, you even mentioned this. I mean, with but Tom's arc, like one of the best characters, <laughs> the yeah. arc that he goes through, right, yeah. is is amazing. And Ron, I think, even has an arc and he's like the most consistent character in the entire show. But I think when he comes into being a family man and opening up his private life to other people and Ron, too, which I didn't mention, is just what other character can you say in television has the level of humor and also the level of wisdom to be like the grandfather of the show as well, but also to bring so much comedy. I think it's just really, really powerful. I don't know if that answered your question at all. Yeah, no, no. I, I just wanted to hear more of that. Um, as you know, you, you explain, you use the word hopeful because I think that, um, I think that parks and rec as a whole kind of has like, it's, it's going towards something and you can tell that cause you're constantly trying to root for Leslie You're you're wanting right. to see her do better, move up. And then she's constantly getting kicked down <laughs> by the community. Like you said, in town hall meetings, even her mom, her relationship right. with her mom is kind of like a little sad in ways. Um, but so you're like constantly trying to root for, for her. Whereas the office is just kind of like here the whole time. And it's just like, it's, 
it's it doesn't really have that it's you know going it's, up towards something right uh, besides like <laughs> my opinion i'm a big fan of jim and pam so like that's something throughout the storyline that i'm like oh like i'm you know i'm wanting to see them progress and get better and yeah let me ask a a, a two-prong question here so first half of it would be which show has the better secondary characters so besides leslie and uh, michael and then second half to that who would they be uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and say I think The Office does. But for, I do want to touch on the point that I think the, I think the ca- characters in The Office are more complex than that. Like we see Michael evolve massively in his w- desire to want to be liked and to want to be loved. Uh, and he ha- he just has such a hard time showing that. He's like, you know, however years, 40 something years old. And he's never had a family or anything like that. And mm-hmm. so he shows it in weird ways. And you're like, dude, you're watching him figure it out. That Like when he shows up at Pam's art gallery, you're like, he oh, cares yeah. about people such, a lot. Such a good loss. Yeah. That was such a great he moment. He just doesn't know how to show it. And you're watching him kind of learn how to show, like, no, I really care about people regardless of how they feel about me. Mm-hmm. But I just want to be like, too. I want to have a family. He's another, he's, He lives alone in this, this story with Jan. It's yeah. so sad and so funny. Yeah. Uh, but that you also have Dwight trying to be, you know, the regional manager. He it's similar, like he gets it. And then he accidentally shoots a hole in the floor. And you're like, oh, no. And he gets kicked off. And so it's like it's complex because sometimes you're rooting for him and you're like, kind of want him to be the manager in this episode. Like he's got it together and then he goes and blows it. And you're like, I really don't want him to be the manager. And I think Jim is kind of thinking the same thing of like, if he's the manager, it's going to suck. And then some episodes he's like, but he would be a really good manager. And then it's like yeah. really complex. Uh, and Jim and Pam. And then like uh, the, I feel like the weakest character arc that happens is Andy. And the whole boat mm. thing is one is something that I think most people would agree is like, kind of sad like i wouldn't have minded him just ending up with aaron and it worked yeah. out <laughs> my just to interject yeah, on that really quick the, andy is my favorite office character yeah he's great and i think that's part of the reason why eight and nine those seasons frustrate me so much they is because they they completely yeah. destroy the integrity of that character and yeah. the, like who he becomes it's like it's hard for me to watch literally and i don't think it's funny i don't think it's funny at all there's yeah. not a moment after he goes off to the boat or whatever when he comes back, there is not a moment. The only good thing he does when he comes back is he has that line at the very end where he's like, I wish we could, I wish people would tell you when you're in the good days or whatever, so or whatever yeah. like that. But everything else mm-hmm. after the boat is awful. And that's not Ed Helms' fault because he's amazing, but it's it's just the the show. But that was just a quick interjection. Yeah. So yeah. Luke, you would Sorry. you would say Dwight is probably the best secondary. I think character. Dwight's probably the best secondary character. What the the crazy thing is is that Jim and Pam for the first seven seasons are technically secondary characters. Like you have Leslie Nope yeah. as the prime. If you were to give one primary character, you'd have to say Michael Scott or Leslie Nope. Jim and Pam being secondary characters is wild. Yeah, <laughs> like they definitely they they hold more weight than any yeah. secondary characters. I would say, on like the you could say, I agree. If he they're like supposed to be the equivalent of like the Ron Swanson and the Aubrey Plaza uh, or like um, Ann Perkins, <laughs> you know, mm. but I mean, she's not in the whole thing, but I think like, I, I feel like they have so much time in the office to explore these different stories that they just explore them a lot more in depth. And then Jacob, what would you have to say as far as best secondary character? Wait, also for? Creed, like Creed <laughs> is so good. Creed is an incredible character and he has 
maybe like two minutes of screen time each episode. And he's probably my favorite character. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to, I see your creed and I'm going to, I'm going to raise you with a Jean Ralphio and just leave it at that. Because oh, no. You said you don't like cringe humor. Jean Ralphio? No, that is, Jean Ralphio is not so cringe. Cringy. No, that, that's, that's, Jean Ralphio is definitely cringy. It's just straight comedy, man. <laughs> but okay, but maybe if it is cringe humor, it's 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 little like drops like yeah. every once in a while. It's not the whole show. Nick, to answer your question, I I would mm. say Parks and Rec because I think that Parks and Rec as a whole, I think Amy Poehler as Leslie shares the spotlight way more than Michael Scott because Michael Scott is so far removed from how every other character in the office operates, but and again, it's to me why I don't like it is it always seems like he is on the opposing side of every other character other than Dwight. And for me, Leslie is is really a character that shares the spotlight a good bit and the other characters lift her up and make her better mm -hmm. throughout the show. So I think the side characters are better because they each really shine in their strengths and they don't have to go in these weird like story arcs where they where they really shouldn't be. Whereas in in the office, I, I think that happens multiple times with a couple of the characters that it, yeah. it's kind of strange. But that I would say Parks and Rec. But again, we're clearly you. biased here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess one last question I just would have for both of you guys, uh, without giving away like maybe what your favorite episode is, maybe what um, your favorite moment is from each show. Uh, Luke, you can go ahead and start us off with the office as Ooh, your favorite moment. That's so hard. <laughs> that's literally so hard. My favorite season is actually season two because season two is where like it just blew at the end of season two, everything explodes. And I feel, I feel like it relates to people on a deep level. Like if you've ever been a guy who's liked a girl and you've sort of built up to saying like, maybe I'm in a position to where I can tell this girl how I feel about her now. <laughs> and then you watch the casino episode uh, and you're like, man, I can't like, my heart is breaking so hard. Right now. I can't oh, breathe. Yeah. Like that episode resonates so much with me. Cause I'm like, man, like she doesn't realize what's happening right now. Like, and he mm -hmm. doesn't realize what's happening right now. And it's so good. And that, that moment is sort of what epitomizes what I'm saying, where I really like the drama and the depth of the story, because that moment is like, that could be like the pinnacle of the show of like them. That's like their biggest breaking point, but it like, it's not, the story continues for seven more seasons. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's, that's so good. That's uh, a really good so casino night is like, it hits me so hard every time. That's a really good answer. Yeah. That's a good word. <laughs> Jacob. I I have a moment that I that kind of just popped in my head. It's really obscure, but I always just love this moment. But it's the episode where um they have a bachelorette party for Leslie and then a bachelor party for Ben and they start out by playing mm -hmm. Catan and but what it turns into is Chris becomes the all-time best man and Ben is such a wholesome, humble character that he's like, as long as the group is having fun, I'm having fun. And so because each of them never got to have a bachelor party before they got married, they 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 spend the whole night going and doing 
their favorite things and Chris orchestrates all of it. So Tom, they go to this crazy, like weird trendy bar for Tom that he's always wanted to go to where Ron gets the hand sanitizer whiskey <laughs> shot or whatever. And then like Andy and Andy getting to play with the Colts is, is absolutely hilarious where they're introducing mm-hmm. themselves to Andrew Luck and Jerry goes, I'm a really big fan, Mr. Luck. And Luck is like, all right, guy, <laughs> calm down. You know, it's like just those moments. And then Ron getting to go to the steakhouse and, just uh, and those those kind of moments, it's really really heartfelt. I I would say I guess like a favorite season. I I really really love, uh, season four. I think right after right after Ben and Chris come into the scene, I think, uh, the the show really really hits its stride in season four and like really comes into its own and knows what it is. And there's really great moments. But gosh, it's so hard to pick one. Mm-hmm. I I'm. I love the whole show, so it's really difficult. But I, um, I almost want to ask least favorite if you guys even would be interested say in the, favorite in... of the other episode, and then yeah, least yeah, favorite yeah. of yeah, both also. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> sure. Yeah, because I think, uh, yeah, I had a moment in mind, but then I thought of literally, literally any time Chris Pratt looks at the camera and goes, <laughs> "It's my favorite <laughs> moment of Parks and Rec," but also yeah. when Ben. Uh finally gets like, like realizes cones of dunshire is like oh this huge gosh. thing i love that i think that's yeah. such a good i love when he plays the guy from grizzle <laughs> yes. and the grizzle guy thinks that he's won and ben makes that face and he's oh, like you yeah. forgot the essence of the game it's the, <laughs> it's cones. the cones yeah the cones. that's that's probably my favorite moment of parks and Rec. Uh, I, let me jump in real fast i have to say that Andy's uh music uh, band mouse rat is completely underrated and i love that oh parks and Rec. Yeah. They had the uh, the pit song. Yeah, <laughs> and I fell yeah. into the pit, yeah. and then uh, bye bye little Sebastian. Those two songs, yeah. man. Those I was another another favorite. Another favorite episode of mine is Little Sebastian's funeral and, yeah. and yes, that whole storyline. They're all funny. singing that song. Yeah, that yeah. I I think I think that uh, Chris Pratt uh, spitting off in season two the band names that they've had and how yeah. most of that was improvised <laughs> and his like the way that he's the way that he does that is is everything is it, like it is it is incredible um i had gone on to like google and, and searched mouse rat t-shirts because i was trying to get like a t-shirt of their band <laughs> but yeah, yeah. completely punch, underrated punch face champion that's that's one of my favorites. I think uh, a favorite moment from the the office. Obviously, when Michael returns, it it makes me it makes me cry. I will say this isn't really a moment, but I really really love. I think one of the best parts about the office and a relationship that doesn't get talked about enough because it's overshadowed by Jim and Pam and by Michael and Dwight and that kind of thing. Jim and Dwight's relationship. Obviously, the pranks get talked about mm. all the time. But the fact that towards the end, one thing that season nine does really well is Jim and Dwight both know that they're best friends. They secretly really, really, really care about each other. And the fact that Dwight Mm -hmm. makes Jim his best man and then Jim turns that over to Michael is such an incredible, such an incredible moment. Um, But uh, I would I would have to say to pick one moment, Michael saying that he got a vasectomy to Jan in the dinner party episode <laughs> is, is one of the most, and then seeing, and then the camera, the camera perfectly going to Jim's face of just oh. like, it's not even a camera look like Jim is just genuinely like, Oh my gosh, what yeah. is happening? Let's wrap this up by saying one of the things ranker fam, we, we really, really appreciated is on our MJ versus LeBron episode. You guys made it <laughs> very clear. 
who you guys <laughs> thought was the go almost hurtfully so i have to say uh, uh just I go back and listen to the episode um there were some comments that were like brutal uh about poor lebron but anyway Dang. uh so we want to know what you guys think um is is the best show and uh nick why don't you let the fans know how they can uh let us know what they think their favorite show is yeah ranker fan please let us know what you thought of this episode and uh what you think is better parks and rec or the office and you can do that on uh, instagram we'll be putting the poll up on there uh shortly after this episode comes out and then um you also can email us um at the rankers um, at gmail.com and then uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter if you're into that. I'm not on Twitter, but hey, if you are, get on Twitter and follow us on there. And then uh, also, of course, of course, please like us and review us on uh, Spotify or uh, Apple Music, whatever you are listening to us on. And then um, lastly, we are on YouTube. So if you want to see our faces, go ahead and do that. Um, but if not, I completely understand yeah same <laughs> thanks for having me guys it was fun yeah absolutely man alright you guys well thanks for hanging out with us in our next episode we are going to be ranking our top 5 best and worst NFL quarterbacks right now for the start of the NFL season we're super excited about it make sure you join us then alright All see right. you next time see you next time <laughs> see you next time